0: As it's him in, this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Monday, and that means tonight was Monday Night Raw. As far as tonight's Monday Night Raw does go, in my opinion, I like the show a lot. Thought last week was a little bit better, but this week was still really good. I thought this week was really good. We got a lot of things on this show. But again, I thought last week was slightly better than this week's show, both last week's SmackDown and last week's Raw. But again. Not saying this was a bad show. I really did enjoy this week's uh, Monday Night Raw as well. We got a title change in the main event. One brother screwing another brother. A fatal five-way for the women's title set for Crown Jewel. Well, I didn't expect that one because then they're just throwing every woman in that. I'm surprised Candice LeRae isn't involved in this match as well. But we'll get into all that and stuff so much more. But we've got Luke right over here. Luke, what did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw? I thought the
1: show was... I thought it was a pretty solid show, I mean We got got a lot of solid matches tonight They did a good job of building stuff up For Crown Jewel, which I really liked And like, I thought Tonight was very productive well, I wanted a to very, And also a Go very Very like Questionable ending I would, Okay, I wouldn't say questionable, but it's like a lot of like Questions to be answered right. About the ending So I was gonna wait and just not even
0: mention it But I gotta mention it Gunther and Bronson Reed, oh, my God, was that one of the greatest matches all year. They just beat the dog piss out of each other so hard. There was one point where Bronson Reed throws a right hand to the side of Gunther's head, and you hear it go, I'm like, oh, my God, these men are going to give each other concussions big time. Like, they're beating the crap out of each other, and I'm like, can we go 10 more minutes? Because this was awesome. But so much happened on this episode of Raw. Good wrestling. Good storylines. Good everything. Built stuff up for next week and so forth. So... Becky's still over here defending against former NXT women on Monday Night Raw next week. But we'll get into all that and more. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits, excuse me in the live chat also remember you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways you can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you subscribe with amazon prime remember it doesn't even have to be your amazon prime account it can be anybody's amazon prime account whether that's your mother your father your brother your sister your grandma your grandpa your auntie your uncle anybody 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 take that amazon prime account take that twitch account link them together bada bing bada boom your prime gaming also, remember to head over to YouTube, hit that join button, <clears throat> excuse me, and become a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Lords of the Fallen, pre ordering a game coming out soon like Sonic Superstars or Ghost Runner 2, claiming the free games, Blazing Sales or Cube 2, Ultimate Edition, or maybe you're getting bucks for Fortnite, Rocket League, Fall Guys, use this code right here. P-W-Unlimited at checkout. Again, use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout for all your Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. It supports us and doesn't cost you anything. As far as Monday Night Raw goes, the show opened up with Sami Zayn wearing a Kevin Owens t-shirt. Sami Zayn came out there. <clears throat> and I love, so, I love all this shit. You know, Seven's, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff are split up. Sammy's now sad. He's got to be on his own. But the way Miz, and we'll get into it later, made fun of this later on in the night, I thought was pretty funny. Where Miz was like making fun of, Oh, I'm alone. Kevin's on SmackDown. We'll talk about that later. But I thought that was all really funny stuff. But Sammy's Zayn comes out, big reaction from the crowd. And he admitted it felt a little weird coming out here alone. Had a lot of mixed reactions about Owens moving over to SmackDown. He was upset that their partnership ended, and this was also exciting for Owens because he and Owens would do huge things. Zayn says that he was excited for himself, too. Zayn had a chance to stand on his own two feet and show everybody that he is a World Heavyweight Championship-level superstar, the crowd chanted for Sammy. So Sammy right there is teasing. He eventually wants to go after that world title. He couldn't beat Roman for the WWE title, but maybe, just maybe, he can beat Seth or whoever in the future is the World Heavyweight Champion.
1: Zane, I mean, go for it. I think, I also think it would be a good idea maybe do like him versus Seth. I would say maybe at like Roller Rumble because, you know, Seth needs opponents. So yeah. why not do him versus Sammy? I mean, that match would be awesome. So Zane
0: was initially excited that Jay Uso got moved over to Raw. But now he's struggling with it. Because the move of Jay Uso to Raw means the move of Kevin Owens to, Sammy, or to Friday Night SmackDown. After Zayn and Owens reached the highest of highs at WrestleMania, it was all tainted by the Judgment Day. Now, after all of that hard work, Judgment Day was receiving a tag title shot tonight. Basically, Sami was like, they're getting a shot at the belt, and they don't deserve another shot at the belt. This is what he was trying to say. Like They didn't earn it. And I'm like, mm, didn't you guys just get a random shot last week? me if I'm wrong. Kevin and Sammy just got random shots against Jay and Cody last week, right? If I'm thinking correctly. Yeah, yeah, they did. So Sammy over here going, they don't deserve it. Well, why not? You guys didn't have to earn it. I don't know. That was a little weird. Maybe I'm not even thinking of it, how I am supposed to take it. Maybe I took it differently. Uh, Zane didn't know what was next for him. But said the past year of his career was by far the best year of his career and he reached those heights heights because of the fans. Judgment Day would interrupt. Ben Balor mocked Zayn for being alone. Damian Priest said a thorn, which was Kevin Owens, in his side has finally been removed. It would feel better. They could remove Zayn, Rhodes, uh, Uso, and Drew McIntyre. He started going crazy about Drew McIntyre again, and Rhea's like, calm down, calm down. I told you I took care of Drew. You don't got to worry. Let's focus on the tag titles. And you could tell Priest is getting annoyed with Rhea telling him what to do
1: or what not to do. You could tell. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, do you, do you, go for it. Do you honestly think they're, this is just their way of teasing maybe Damian Priest will leave Judgment Day soon? Oh, he will eventually leave Judgment Day, but I don't think till after they get through war games like
0: we've been saying. I think it's wholeheartedly going to happen that
1: he leaves Judgment Day. I don't want to see just, it, but it's going to happen. I'm just curious if, it's, if this is going to lead to like, him feuding with someone in Judgment Day. That's going to lead to possibly Mania. Hmm.
0: I mean, Damian and Finn would be a great match. I would actually love to see
1: that. And at, at Mania, why not? That'd be a really good Mania match. I mean, we've seen the match before. But I'd say do it at Mania, like under Triple H, though. Oh, yeah.
0: Under Triple H. Maybe put a stipulation on it.
1: No, no. Would you do like a strap match or something, or no holds bar.
0: Well, I was thinking that they probably wouldn't do make it like no holds
1: bar street fight or whatever, but with the briefcase on the line. I feel like if you're doing that right, you have to do like probably like a lighter match or something.
0: True, or you could just say the winner gets the briefcase, you don't have to climb for it or anything. I don't know. TLC, so that way you can use do TLC, so that way anything is possible. I don't know. Screw it. Give me a ladder match. I got it. They wouldn't do this, but give me a TLC match inside a hell in a cell with the briefcase hanging from the top of the cell. There you go.
1: That's a convoluted AEW match. That sounds like a match where like it on paper, it sounds really cool, but I feel like if they did that in real life, it'd be like too much going on. Oh yeah. It's like ready to rumble in the triple cell. There's too much going on.
0: But Dominic Mysterio started talking. The crowd booed and booed and booed and booed. He said that Rhea Ripley, mommy, was going to put the women's division on notice. Ripley said that Balor and Priest were going to win back the tag titles. I mean, now we know. Uh, Do you think this is what Rhea and Paul Heyman were talking about a few weeks ago? Saying, hey, Paul, send Jimmy over to Raw to screw Jay because they knew two weeks ago this tag title match was coming. Or a week ago or so. No, they wouldn't have known yet. Never mind. They wouldn't have known when Rhea and Paul had their conversation. Because that was before Fastlane. Never mind.
1: I mean, even if that was true, what would would Judgment Day do in return for the bloodline?
0: They got him the tag titles. They can screw Jay because Roman doesn't want Jay to be a champion. Especially a tag team champion. And Judgment Day gets the belts. So you suffice? Roman's emotions. Roman is no longer upset that Jay is a tag champion. And Judgment Day gets the belts.
1: Okay. So, Ripley. So what, go, I mean, that hard. would honestly kind of just motivate just Jay trying to go back to the bloodline, though. W- would it not? Well, no, not back to the bloodline, but wanting to no, fight like his brother. brother. <laughs> yeah, like trying yeah, to like,
0: yeah. feud with them, but like, right. I don't know. So Ripley thought that uh, Zayn looked a little bit lost. She said, "Back in the day, Judgment Day would recruit the lost souls, but this is different because, well, they don't like Sami Zayn and they want to get rid of him permanently." Judgment Day then surrounded the ring. and They left one side open—the side of the ramp. All of a sudden, the music of main event Jay Uso would play, and I'm expecting both Jay and Cody to come out here, but no, we only get Jay with two chairs. He gives one chair to Sami. And judgment day backs off. So eh. It was a, it was not a bad opening segment, but it was kind of just predictable and a little bit like, oh, we've seen this before. <laughs> Any thoughts? Yeah, I'd
1: say. I'm just I'm just curious, like I'm, I didn't hear your thoughts on like the the trade or not, but what did you think about the Kevin Owens trade to SmackDown? Because I know before SmackDown went on the air, PW Insider was reported that, yeah, it's going to be Kevin Owens trade over to SmackDown. So, I mean, I think it's a good move.
0: Getting Kevin Owens back by himself. He can do some great stuff over there. Eventually, I mean, you already saw the tease. They're going to build him up for Roman again for the 15,000th time. Because Roman's mad that he's on SmackDown. So that right there, teased, we're going to get Roman and Kevin Owens yet again. I don't know when but I think it's going to come again eventually after the LA Knight stuff, maybe Royal Rumble. And it's like a cap of last year. He fought him at the Rumble. He's going to fight him again at the Rumble. I don't know, but I don't, I don't hate the move. I I was kind of, if I'm going to be honest, a little bit over the Kevin Sammy team, because they just felt like they were just spinning their wheels, not doing anything significant. Since losing the tag titles, and they were just like the extra guys. Now would I have hoped that they would have waited and did this after war games? So if the match is Judgment Day and JD versus Kevin Sammy? Um Jay and Cody, we can get that? Yeah, I would have liked them to wait, but they didn't. Oh, well. what do we do? For war games? we'll have to wait and see. Maybe it's Judgment Day with three
1: and not JD. I mean, you can still like put Kevin over for war games. I mean, I feel like this this is also like a way of trying to get like SmackDown somewhat involved for like the men's war games, I would say. Maybe. Oh, do you know what would be cool though? Huh. Let's say for Royal Rumble, I know do Kevin versus Roman, which I know a lot of people are probably tired of that since we see that match every year at the Rumble. Basically. But let's say that you do that match at Rumble. And they do Sammy versus Seth for the world title. So, like, both of them get a world title shot at the same night. That would be pretty cool. No,
0: but now you say that. Kevin and Roman at the Royal Rumble a lot. Now I'm trying to think. 2017. That was the, what, Jericho Shark Cage Rumble. Then there was, was it 20, was it 2020 or 2021? No, 2021. 2021. Holy crap. Was it really Roman and Kevin 21 and? No, it was 21 and 23, right? Uh, yeah, 2022 mm. was uh, Roman versus Seth. There you go. There you go. I couldn't remember Seth. So 17, 21, 23. They re- they've fought for a world t- a title of some sort three times at, Wrestle- or at Royal Rumble. That's just their show now. I, Basically, I can't think of another feud that significant at like a, I'm trying to think, I can't think of another feud that had that many matches at the same pay-per-view that wasn't a mania. Cause like we've seen Hogan or not Hogan, uh, rock in Austin three times at WrestleMania. We've seen triple H and undertaker three times at WrestleMania but not like, oh, three times at, on the other pay-per-view, basically. So that was interesting. Also forgot to note on this, Kevin Patrick was on the call for commentary. Wade Barrett was all there with them. Michael Cole actually requested time off. I'm going to read this here from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, who stated, quote, As you may have noticed, Michael Cole is not on tonight's edition of Monday Night Raw. In asking around, we are told that Cole had requested this week off some time ago due to a personal commitment and it just happened to land on what was later scheduled to be the raw season premiere. It is not an illness or anything similar. We are told that Kevin Patrick had been scheduled for quote, many weeks to handle the lead commentary for the show and Cole is slated to return next week. Well, that's all it was Cole. Well, in advance asked for the week off, got the week off, so no word here if Cole will be on SmackDown Friday or not, though, but it does state that he asked for this night off in particular.: I will
1: say he deserves the time off. Though. Oh yeah. Like he, he never really takes like a, like a show off, though. I, the last time he really took a show off was to like, was like go to like, like someone in his family had a wedding and he wanted to go to that wedding, right. I vaguely remember that, but yeah. And like never since he's never taken a like a show off.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh B Dave in the chat, in the Switch chat, says, What was the point having Cody and Jay as champions to further Jay versus Jimmy? And did bloodline not being happy with Jay? That's exactly what it was, if you paid attention to the show tonight.
1: It was something I guess it was like something for Cody as well to maybe like yeah like get on like be like hey you know I took Jay away from the bloodline and stuff well no
0: not in particular because Jay had already quit the bloodline on his own but I do think that with Cody teaming with Jay and everything no the tag titles won't be on the line but there's still a good chance this does lead to Jimmy and Solo versus Jay and Cody at um crown jewel I think he teased it on Smackdown so Maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea, honestly. No, you got to keep. And again, you got to keep Cody um, busy till WrestleMania. Also, speaking of that, according to Justin Barrasso of sports illustrated today, he said, as of right now, Cody Roman is the plan for mania. Rock is not um, unless he said, unless something changes, rock is not working next year's mania as of right now. So we'll see. But that's what Sports Illustrated is reporting. That as of right now, Rock is not facing Roman next year at WrestleMania, and Cody is the penciled-in plan.
1: I'm honestly a little sick and tired of fans keep saying, like, Roman versus Rock at Mania. Like, I understand people want that match to happen, but people got, also got to understand, you know, Rock is a very busy guy, so. True. And uh, here's the other thing you
0: got to think about, for especially next year's Mania. We don't know how long the actor strike is going to go, and once the actor strike ends... The Rock is going to be even more busy because they're going to be backlogged with stuff they need to film. And whether that is movies that he had started filming and couldn't finish, movies that were supposed to start now and haven't been able to start, there's a lot going on there that now he's going to have to be working you know, with a more condensed schedule maybe to catch things up once everything is said and done. We don't know how long this actor strike is going to go. Because I know, like, take the Deadpool movie, for example. They're hoping that they can continue filming soon because they want their May release date next year. They have about a month to five weeks left to film that movie and get it done because they stated that Deadpool has been is halfway done filming. Cool thing about that, they're halfway done filming. They can be editing right now because there's no editor strike. There's nothing against the editing team editing that movie so they can edit the Deadpool movie up to the halfway point where they're at. And then once they can film more, film, boom, boom. And that's going to help them stay on track for the most part as long as the strike doesn't go too much longer. But that's the big question mark for both Cena and The Rock after the strike is, are they going to be even more busy with studios trying to catch back up and not wanting to push their movies back? So... 60 Nakamura cut a pre-tape promo on Ricochet ahead of their upcoming match. In the back. this was, I like this segment. Jay Uso approached Zayn in the back. Zayn said that he needed space and asked for a minute. But then Zay wanted to hear, hear from him. Zayn, not uh, Jay. Not Zay. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Zayn appreciated that he had his back. But he saw Jay in the ring and said, it should have been Kevin. Zane said that he should be happy for Zane because he has everything going for him, a team with a friend and the tag titles. Zane had none of those things. Jay said he still had him, and then Jay left. Zane was frustrated and pushed a ladder over. Zane then caught up with Jay and was like, hold on, hold on, I need to apologize. Zane said they'd had a bad week, but he was happy for Jay. He offered his hand and asked if they were still good. Jay was serious smiled and yelled, they hugged and Sammy seemed happy. So I liked this segment. I liked the whole Jay walking off. Sammy's still frustrated and was no, I can't hold this on Jay. Yes, it happened because of Jay, but it's not all Jay's fault. That's what he's trying to realize. It's not Jay's fault. It happened because of Jay, but it's not Jay's fault that, Sam, that Kevin has been traded.
2: Any thoughts on this segment? Uh,
1: I will say, you know, like at first I was a little confused by the trade of like KO going to SmackDown because I will say like no one really predicted Kevin Owens. A lot of people thought it was going to be Cody. Well, yeah, but, I thought not to cut you off, but I thought as I kept saying this was Cody's way
0: of getting himself to Roman on the SmackDown but nope.
1: He swerved us. And, I, and like Maybe, I can also see maybe KO cutting a promo on SmackDown. Maybe he was like, like it was my, I don't know if they've done this yet, but maybe he can go to SmackDown and be like, this was my choice. I wanted to go to SmackDown because I wanted to fight Roman again. Well, that's the big question is, are we ever going to find out why Kevin was the one
0: traded? Like you're saying, was it Kevin's idea? Was it Nick Altus saying, I can pick anybody, I want Kevin Owens? We don't know. And I hope they, I kind of hope they do tell us why it was Kevin and not just have us waiting and wondering. Or just not tell us at all. Well, that's really. I, yeah. That's what I meant. Like just have us always thinking why and
1: not tell us. So, I mean, I assume on SmackDown KO is going to open the show and be like, <clears throat> and just like talk about the trade. That would be a good thing to do.
0: Yeah. Have him open, open. Actually. I really like that. Sammy opens raw. He opens SmackDown.
2: So,
0: we move forward. This leads to a false count anywhere match that went roughly 15 minutes. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet. What is this, like the fifth match they've had in the last two months or so? Probably. So, the fight spilled to the outside pretty early on and into the gorilla position. As they returned through the stage, Ricochet looked... um, Ricochet looked at Shane Helms and said, quote, Stand back, Hurricane! There's a ricochet coming through. I laughed so hard.
1: That was great.
0: Ricochet then showed off his athleticism by running up off the stage and hitting a standing shooting star press. They fought in the crowd after a break, and there was a pretty particular spot. Ricochet climbed to the top of a railing above a vomitron entrance and hit Nakamura with a shooting star press. I think he hit a couple security guards in the process as well to help break the fall. Nakamura fought back once they all got to ringside. He grabbed nunchucks because that's his new thing. Oh, nunchucks and hit Ricochet with them as Ricochet made sure to cover his head. Ricochet then fought back and placed Nakamura on a table, but Nakamura moved away. Nakamura then hit his version of the GTS and got a two off of it. Also, it's not a CM Punk tease. It's being reported that is not a CM Punk tease. It's just something Nakamura is now doing. Ricochet blocked a Kinsasha attempt at one point and hit an Inziguri followed by a springboard 450 splash. Got a two. Nakamura kicked Ricochet off the top rope and he crashed through a table that was set up outside a ringside. Nakamura then follows up with the Kinsasha and pinned Ricochet to pick up the victory. Where is this leading to? I get the match happening. Whatever what are they going to build Nakamura up for now like him versus Gunter because I doubt he gets another shot at Seth
1: I mean I honestly wouldn't mind him versus Gunther because I that would be like a fan freaking fantastic match I know we've seen it on Smackdown before and that was right. great and I think they can have an even better match That would kind of wait on it a little bit I think right now they're just trying to build him up as like a big dominant heel on Raw yes. for like the baby faces to feud with.
0: I mean, what they could do is keep giving Nakamura wins and building him up big for somebody to then to finally beat him and it'd be a big deal that somebody beat him and then that person can move on to either Gunther or Seth. Yeah,
2: I, that's, that's what I think, yeah.
0: I just... My big problem is Ricochet. What are they doing with Ricochet? He just seems like, oh, that's the guy we can beat every week. It's unfortunate for Ricochet, to be honest.
1: Well, at first, when Triple H finally took over as creative, like, they were using him pretty well. Triple H's
0: been then... in charge of creative for, like, the last month.
1: And they still have, they've been using him decent.
0: It's not like Triple H took over last week. Triple H has technically been in charge of the show final call for the last four weeks or so. But I get
1: it. Yeah, I just think go for it. I mean, I would honestly give it time. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the route they're out there going. He picks up a lot of losses. Then he tries to like. Then he tries to like refocus a little bit. Then he starts going on a big winning streak. I could see that. Uh, so
0: Chelsea Green and Tegan Knox got into a little spat backstage. Green tried to act tough, but Knox wasn't worried about her and wondered how quickly she would be hiding behind Piper Niven. Green was offended and then left with Piper. Kitten Carter, Katana Chance, and Nikki Cross were also seen just standing behind Tegan. Kind of weird. Like, we got to get all these women on screen. They don't need to do or say anything. We just want them all there. And there we go. Like, what? I guess this just built hype up for the next match that was just a match. I don't know. This was kind of a nothing happening segment. I wouldn't say nothing, though. Why? Well, no, you're right. Because it is teasing the next feud for Chelsea and, or the next challengers for Chelsea and Piper.
1: I just don't know how, why they have Kane Carter and Katana Chance involved when they're clearly trying to build this around Tegan and, T- and Italia. I got it, but are they going to make them feel like they're buddy-buddy with Tegan and then
0: screw Tegan and Natty? Turn them heel? They attack and screw Tegan and Natty out of their title shot or something?
1: I feel like if you're going to turn them heel, you might need to change their gimmicks.
0: Well, no. They could still be the party, party girls. They're just like the mean girl party girls. They could still dance and be cocky like that. Mean girl party girls.
2: Is that even a thing? Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're the mean girls at school like that think they're the, the super popular kids, like the the most popular chicks in school, and they hang out at all I don't know my My school was super small and didn't really have clicks like that, so I don't know <laughs> yeah, I don't think i've yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in my school I mean, it's a thing, yes, you would think. Just make them mean girls. Just make them the mean girls. And they could still, like, think they're cool and that their dance moves are them being cocky. I don't know.
1: I don't freaking know. But this did lead to maybe, a cool... Go for it. Maybe, like, the mean popular girls that yeah. think they're the best, and then they say no, one, no one's allowed to party with us. Right. This did lead to a good
0: Gunter video package before we had Hyper Niven versus Natalia. All right. Did you notice the little boy... During Natalia's entrance
1: when she was giving the girl the glasses. Did you? Uh, I don't think I noticed so,
0: that. So, Natty was walking down the aisle, and she's high five, and She stops, high-fives one kid, walks over, starts high-fiving the other side, stops. She tells this little girl, hey, come over here. She goes to give this little girl her sunglasses, and this little boy in the front row just grabs her titty. Just grabs her titty. All full, whoop, whoop. Kid couldn't have been no more than like, Eight, nine, ten years old at that—just full on hand,
1: grab the boob. It's I actually like, kind of funny because because like, oh. he knows he's not going to get in trouble because he's a kid.
0: Exactly.
1: Did you well, see yeah. that? I, I know this video was like a was like a long time ago, but did you see that YouTube video of the little kid at a live event spanking Alexa Bliss's butt? Oh yeah, that's an old video, but yeah, I've seen that. Basically similar
0: to that. So. Literally, I got no notes for the six minute match because nothing happened. Natalia fought back some early offense. There was a distraction by Chelsea that allowed Niven to hit a running crossbody and pick up the win. The match went six minutes and I got no notes because nothing happened. I mean, there was post match. Green and Niven were putting the boots to Natty. Tegan ran out to make the save. Basically said, Hey, we're gonna team up and challenge you guys. Even though Natty lost.
1: Any thoughts? <laughs> I will say I like how much they're using Tegan lately. Yes. Like ever since like Triple H took over. Because mm-hmm. you can tell like when, even when like Vince was empowered, she was not even using But Tegan. think about it.
0: Triple H has always been high on Tegan Knox. She was supposed to win the
1: second May on Classic. She was supposed to win like the first one. Then I think she got so, hurt which couldn't be in the tournament.
0: She got hurt. Yeah. And yeah, both tournaments kind of got screwed for her.
1: Yeah, because I think the original plan was she was supposed to enter the first one, but then she got hurt. And then she was supposed to win that first one. And then then they were going to put her in the next one and have her win. Kind of like a redemption thing. Like, like I couldn't participate in the first one because I got hurt and stuff. Right. I wonder how, I wonder how differently that would have turned out if she won instead of Tony. True. Very true. That's something you gotta think about. The Priest told Balor, he kind of
0: wanted to see J.D. get beat up last week. And Finn goes, yeah, I don't blame you. I get it. Priest wanted to go after McIntyre and Balor agreed that, yeah, we should. Dom interjected and said, hey, remember what Rhea said? Rhea said not to do it right now. Rhea then showed up. And she was on a phone call. Priest noted that she's had a lot of calls recently. They don't know what it is. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm handling business. There's a little defensive there, I felt. Maybe I, I took that wrong, but did it come off defensive to you? Where she's like, I'm, I'm handling business. Like, she doesn't want them to know exactly who she's talking to. Should I be wrong in thinking that?
1: I would say, like, defenseless. I, I think maybe her thing is maybe, like, I'm busy handling business, so, like, don't bother me kind of thing. True. Um, uh, since Saturday said, speaking of JD, he wasn't on the show tonight. Right, no JD. Which
0: didn't we see him? Mm, trying to think. When we saw him last we saw him, week, we saw him on SmackDown before Fastlane. Right, but did we see him on Raw last week after Fastlane? Yeah, when Priest was choking him, holding him up on the wall. That was during Raw last week, so he was on the show last. Oh. They're probably selling him getting destroyed by uh, Drew. Remember that big-ass back body drop that everyone's been talking about? Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, they're probably just selling him getting destroyed by Drew. Because he did the perfect, I'm-just-going-to-get-killed kind of match with McIntyre last night, or last week. But Dom asked if Rhea needed him at ringside for her Shayna Baszler match, and she was like, uh, no. She would remind the rest of the division why Mommy was always on top, and that Judgment Day would remind everybody why they run Raw. This then led to Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, speaking of old Drew. Rollins entered, looking more stupid than ever. He recapped the events of last week and then called out Drew McIntyre for some answers. McIntyre entered. He said he wasn't going to babysit Rollins for the next few weeks to make sure he's the champ at Crown Jewel. Rollins said that he could handle his own business, but wondered if McIntyre could handle his own business or if he's enlisted some help. Basically saying, you ask Judgment Day to come help you? McIntyre told him to elaborate. Rollins played back the footage from last week where McIntyre could be seen speaking with Rhea Ripley. Rollins asked him to elaborate. McIntyre said that he wasn't a thirsty creep like Jey Uso. Ripley came to him and wanted to discuss what, uh, when what they discussed was none of Rollins' business. He just needed to worry about defending the title of Crown Jewel. Rollins said that nobody was taking the title from him, especially not Drew. Rollins said the last few years have been messed, really uh, messed up with McIntyre. McIntyre had big, had big matches that have ended with failures, and he was afraid of failing again. So maybe he's enlisted the help of Judgment Day so he doesn't fail this time. McIntyre said that Rollins sounds rattled, and he should be rattled. The last time they had a world title match, McIntyre beat his ass. McIntyre reminded Rollins of the reasons why he'd come up short lately, including the bloodline. But Rollins told him, get over it. McIntyre said that Rollins was living in a dream as the champion with the fans singing his song. There was a time when McIntyre wanted uh, wanted that too, but when he achieved the dream of beating Brock Lesnar in five minutes to win the title, nobody was there. It was a tough time for the company during the world pandemic, and they needed somebody to step up and he stepped up. Fans actually applauded that. Mactar thought that the mo- moment passed, but he got a second chance against Roman in the UK, yet the bloodline would screw him. Rollins could forgive him if he wasn't over it. Mactar had a third chance now, and Rollins will have to reinvent himself for the 53rd time after Mactar beats him to win the title of Crown Jewel. Rollins knew what McIntyre was going through and knew how hard it was to get back to the top of the mountain. It took Rollins four years of uh, scratching and clawing to get back to the top, but all he was hearing was McIntyre make excuse after excuse. Rollins said that he was going to beat McIntyre at Crown Jewel and it would be the best thing to ever happen to him because for the first time in a long time, McIntyre would have no one to blame but himself. I really loved the back and forth here. I thought they both had good points. I thought they both made a great argument for why they're kind of like doing this and upset and this and that. So I really enjoyed this segment. And I thought these two were great on the microphone back and forth. What did you think?
1: Oh, yeah. The segment was great. But my gut keeps telling me that they should be waiting on this to like mania. But I feel like also this could be, like, a good start. Maybe, like, Drew loses at Crown Jewel. He wins the Rumble, then challenges Seth at Mania. Good chance. Yeah. I I do agree that this feels like
0: a huge match that needs a huge stage bigger than just Crown Jewel. So. Oh, Crown Jewel already feels like WrestleMania because they always get a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got a Bronson Reed video package here. Then the announcers congratulated Logan Paul on his win over Dylan Dennis, And I'm like, did you, did you watch the fight? Dylan Dennis didn't, didn't even try. Dylan Dennis just was a punching bag for Logan Paul. Like, this was an embarrassment on all parts. Like, Dylan Dennis tried to go for a takedown, and Logan Paul stuffed it no problem. Like, come on. This was I don't even know. But then they aired the clip of Logan Paul challenging Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. They then aired a clip of Rey Mysterio on the Michael K. show, where he said he looked forward to hearing from Paul this Friday. Not sure why they aired that clip and not the one of him on uh, the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. But, hey, do each their own, whatever. Apparently, I saw an advertisement for this because he was on ESPN New York Radio, the Michael K. show. They used a the damn photo of Ray from 2011 after winning the WWE title. You used a uh, 13, 12-year-old photo? You can't use the current one of him with the U.S. title? Anyways. Even, he was even at the Rams game yesterday, and the Rams put up a TikTok of Ray saying, Yeah, I heard Logan's challenge. He can come find me in SmackDown. Oh, you think Logan Paul is actually going to show up on SmackDown this week? Oh, yeah, they officially announced it. WWE has officially announced Logan Paul will be on SmackDown Friday and Raw next Monday. I'm
1: curious to see if, like, once they do the match, which they're going to, I'm curious to see if he'll actually, like, win the belt. I kind of want Logan to win. I'm going to be honest. Do you think they do this match in Saudi? Yeah, it's going to be the
2: crown jewel match. Well, my
1: biggest question is, like, if he wins the belt, like, is he going to be at, on, like, WWE shows, like, a lot more and like, and, like, defend the belt, not just defend it on, like, premium live events?
0: I mean, yes, he's going to have to. If he does win the belt, he is going to be ha- have to. Mm, let me rephrase that. He is going to have to be around maybe a little bit more if he does win the belt. I, I, I assume. That's what I would think. That's what I would want. Uh, Tyreek has a good question in the YouTube chat. No news on AJ? Just asking. Nope. They're still selling them injuries, which is weird. All he did was get beat down by Jimmy in the back. You know how many people have gotten beat down and are back by like the end of a show or within the next week? But for some reason, AJ is just dead. I don't understand it.
1: Maybe they might be waiting for Luke Gallows to probably come back in order to bring back AJ. I don't know. It's kind of weird.
0: They've been doing a lot of start and stop with AJ Styles over the last year, and I get it. AJ, well, AJ was out for a while with an injury, but once he came back, they like haven't done anything of note with AJ, in my opinion, like anything significant. And more the or the OC, true.
1: I think uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they they had plans for him at Mania. They got hurt, and they're just struggling to think of something for him. Right. So,
0: then so this, uh, this led to Ludwig Kaiser versus Johnny Gargano. Match went about 10 minutes. Vinci almost inadvertently cost Kaiser the match after he got in Kaiser's way, leading to Gargano hitting him with a draping DDT and a one final beat. However, Vinci poked Gargano in the eye, which caused him to let go of the cover. Gargano then attacked Vinci who actually escaped by running through the crowd, or running through the ring to the crowd. The ref was fine with this because he didn't see them touch. Kaiser then hit Gargano with an enziguri and a reverse STO into a DDT to pick up the victory. Cool. The match was all right. It wasn't all that great. Like, I didn't care for it. And then they said something about the reason no Champa is because he's not cleared to compete. I don't think he's actually injured. They're still selling the injury of the beatdown from last week or whatever, so...
1: Eh, this is all right. Any thoughts? I feel like Johnny should have won tonight because this is his first match back. And I feel like having having him lose kind of made him look very weak. Well, yes and no.
0: They're telling the story of Johnny needs Ciampa because Kaiser and Vinci are always going to have each other. So Johnny needs Kaiser, or Johnny needs Ciampa to even the odds, and he's not going to be able to do it without him. Like, get a win. So... I think that's what they are trying to tell us is DIY needs to be together. Also, have you seen that new DIY shirt? I have, yes. Yes, I want it. (laughs) The red red one? Yes, the one with the DIY red going down the front. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. They just put it up like this weekend or something like that. It's brand new. Johnny just tweeted it out for the first time today.
1: But I just feel like maybe tonight, I feel like Johnny just needed the win a lot more than Ludwig. Well, yeah, that is true. That is true.
0: But for with the story they're trying to tell, I'll let it pass because it's all just going to lead to the tag match. DIY getting that big tag team victory, and then we go from there. So Becky Lynch bumps into Indy, Car- Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Hartwell was instantly heated and confrontational upon seeing Becky. Hartwell said Lynch was given an opportunity after opportunity, but wondered when she would get a shot at the title she never lost. Well, didn't she just have a number one contenders match on NXT that uh, she lost? So if you can't win a number one contenders match... Now, she she didn't win the number one contenders match. So why is she bitching that she's not getting a shot? You didn't earn it. Now, I get the whole, I vacated the belt to come to the main roster. Maybe she should get another shot. But you gave the belt up. You could have said, no, I'm going to hold on to the belt and go to the main roster with it. Or no, I'm going to hold on to the belt and stay in NXT. I don't know. This whole... Indy Harwell stuff is confusing with the fact of Dom and Becky are now on the main roster with NXT titles. Like, why couldn't they have just let Indy hold it for a little while then? But, again, different regimes running different things, different people in charge at that time. So, um, Lynch said that she would talk to Pearson, and make it happen. Hartwell quickly became happy and impressed. Like, I just, I don't care for this match because it's just Indy throwing a bitch fit, and then Becky going, eh, calm your tits, I'll give you a shot. Like, why? Why? This is uh, not a fan. Not a fan of this. Becky just giving anybody and anybody a shot without them having to earn it. Now, Granted, Tegan earned hers by beating Natty. Lyro earned hers by winning a Fatal 4-Way, but it's like Natty. Triple Threat, actually. Triple Threat, you're right, Triple Threat. But it's like Natty didn't earn anything when she got the title shot. Indy didn't earn anything. Honestly, Indy lost and is still getting a title shot. So not a big fan of this. Becky's going to win. Nobody expects Indy to beat her. And so we we'll go from there. Whatever. Whatever.
1: I know they just put the belt on Becky, like not too long ago. But I'm really curious to see like how much longer they'll keep the belt on her. Because, right. you know, Shawn Michaels, I know when when the New Day had the NXT tag title, Shawn Michaels said he wanted the belts on the, on the New Day for as long as possible. Right. Also, so, uh, I, I don't know if this is the same thing for Becky or not, but
0: we'll see. Also, as Becky went to walk away, she went face to face with Rhea Ripley, and then Rhea left. They've teased this now. This is the third time they've teased this match. And they're doing the slow burn. So McIntyre approached Zayn in the back. McIntyre couldn't believe that he forgave Jay so easy. Zayn agreed with Rollins that he needed to put the bloodline in the past. Jay has done everything he can to make people believe in him, and McIntyre was the only one who didn't buy it. McIntyre said that Zayn can't understand because he's never been a world champion. Zayn said McIntyre could find out what level he, w- he was in a match next week. McIntyre accepted, we're getting Sammy and Drew next week, and boy, is that going to be fun. Is that going to be fun. Well, Rhea Ripley cut a promo ahead of her match. She basically just said that what she has already done is run this division. It's her division, and mommy will always be on top. Cool. Then, we got a five and a half minute match Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. Like, I got no notes because nothing really happened in this match. Again, another, like, this was like a tale of two shows. Really, really, really good matches. But then the other matches were just nothing happening matches with dumb finishing sequences. It's just weird. It was, it was very inconsistent, if I do say so. Because, again, we had some really good matches and then some just nothing matches. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. I mean, well, I will say, you know, like every show, you're not going to, there's going to be like some like matches that aren't going to last as long. So maybe this one was for a purpose. Well, it's not even that they were short. It was that there's, like, nothing
0: of note that happened. I don't know. Too many matches. So, in my opinion, is too many matches with crap finishes. Like, this one ended in a DQ. The Gargano match had Vinci chasing him around the ring and in the ring. It's just like, what are we doing here? I get it. You want to keep people strong by not getting technically beat clean. But then what does that do to the person that wins? Nothing. They need the clean victory. They need the big win. And it's when you start saying, well, this person can't lose, but we have to have this person win. So This person needs to lose in a way where it doesn't seem like they actually lost. It's just weird. Too much of that on this show. And, like, nothing happened until Nia Jax marched out, so Raquel Rodriguez followed her out there. Jax then knocked her down anyways. Zoe Stark would then appear through the crowd out of nowhere, and Stark knocked Jax down with a cannonball. Rodriguez then chucked Starks into the ring and tried charging at Jax, but Jax moved and she crashed into the steel steps. Starks kicked Ripley in the head and then this led to a DQ after they were already fighting. Ripley then chucked Starks into Baszler. Yeah, this is a big mess that is going to lead to a fatal five-way. That's not going to be a big congealed jalapy of a match. like That's going to be a whole lot of... What the hell's going on? Fatal Five Way. You know I can see honestly.
2: What? Rhea pins well, Zoe. Okay, I... Well,
1: no, but like, let's <laughs> say like Nia Jax wins the belt, but like pins someone like, let's say like a Zoe Stark, right? Just to make Rhea still look strong. I mean, uh, good chance, very good chance.
2: Cause like. I mean, Rhea does
1: have to lose eventually, and I feel like I—I I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily like time for her to lose, right? But, I don't think so. But she's also held the belt since like Mania, yep. so
0: since Mania, and honestly, I love Rhea Ripley, but this title reign has been lackluster. I'm gonna say it. Her title oh, yeah, reign absolutely. has been very lackluster.
1: Hundred percent. So. Like, uh, like at the beginning of her title reign, though, like, like what was she doing? She was fighting Natty, and her those matches were like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Then she had the Zelina match. Well, no,
0: the Natty match on Raw went fifteen and was praised.
1: But then but she had the, the but the Crown Jewel one. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it, yeah, was it Crown not Jewel? Night Champions? No, oh, yeah, Night Champions. Yeah. it was Night Champions. That match was like two minutes. Nothing happened. Yep. The Zelina match actually did get a lot of praise, though. Yes. Even though that match didn't necessarily last long. No, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, and it was good for Zelina. Yeah. The match... You were wrong.
0: It was not a two-minute match. Rhea and Natty at Crown... Night of Champions. The Night of Champions match went one minute and ten seconds. That was the match where she just beat the crap out of her around ringside, threw her in the ring, told the ref to ring the bell, and then she pinned her, basically. One minute and ten seconds. But uh, since Saturday in the chat says, that was kind of unfair, make it a five-way. It is a five-way. A five-way at the pay-per-view. It's Rhea defending against Naya, Shayna, Raquel, and Zoe as we learn later from Adam Pierce. Speaking of Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce told Becky Lynch that he would speak with Shawn Michaels and make her title match against Indy Hartwell official. So it seems like anything that they want to do on the main roster with the NXT stuff, whether that is Becky defending her title or Dom defending his title, which we haven't really seen much on the main roster, Shawn's got to approve it. It's kind of weird. Really weird, though. Now, so, Adam Pierce has more power now, right? That he's the raw general manager? It's not the whole back in the day, oh, you want this? Well, I got to call and get it, get it made. I'm the go-between. He's got more power to just make the matches now, right? Him and, and Aldous. At least that's what they want us to believe.
1: Well, I mean, even back in the day, I mean, he's still... Like made some matches. Like he always said, there was like some parts where he said, "All right, fine, you got the match next week." Right? Because it's just weird. Because like there's a lot of times when he'd be like, "All right, I'll see what I can do about
0: it," which was like, "I gotta call my boss to get it approved." But it's just weird because now he's got to call Sean to get NXT stuff. I don't know. Ziya Lee showed up. They're still teasing this from last week. Zaylee showed up and wondered when she would get a shot. You'd get a shot when you do something. We never see Zaylee. Zaylee. Is somebody that you forget about. Anyways, Lynch said that she already had a a contender, but Lee could be next. She just needed to say the word. Zia Lee was suddenly in no rush and responded, On my time. So, yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. We don't see Zia Lee. Honestly, I'd rather give it to Nikki Cross before Zia Lee. or Caden Carter and Katana Chance. At least we see them on the shows, sorta. Like, yeah, like I totally forgot about Zilee. <laughs> sort of so did
2: I. So
0: Jade Cargill then showed up and told Lynch, nice title. Lynch told her to get in line and left. Cargill left.
1: I really like what they're doing with Jade Cargill yes. right now. Yes, I really do. Like they're like really trying to like to get fans to predict, all right, which show is she gonna be on? Is she gonna be on NXT? Is she gonna be on Raw? Or is she gonna be on SmackDown? Well like, the, I really the rumor really is like raw. which I know I know the rumor is raw, but maybe this is their way right, of right. trying to get trying to get fans to like actually predict and like probably try to like avoid like the reports and stuff. True. I get that. But it's also, I love that
0: they're having people like Becky. And people like, um, uh-oh. Uh, what happened? The stream is chugging a little bit. Give me one second. The stream's still live for you guys watching. For some reason, I got an error on my end. I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, but as far as JGs go, I love that they're having these top women, like a Charlotte, like a Becky Lynch, acknowledging her, going, oh, I know who you are. And I like Charlie going, like, I know who you are. I'll see you soon. And then I like Becky being the, like, oh, you want me? Get the back of the line. So, I like, I like that they're using her in this way. And Triple H said it at the press conference after Fastlane. We're not going to put Jade on television in situations we don't think she's ready for till she's ready. So, I appreciate that. I really do.
1: The only question is, like, when are they going to actually like, have her wrestle, though? Because I think a lot of people are like, still waiting for that. Drupal said, not till they feel like she's completely
0: ready. He said, if we don't want to throw her out there till we know she's ready to take the bull by the horns, is basically what he said. Till so she's ready to go out there and be that megastar and not fail and just be what we know she can be, they're going to wait and they're going to tease and they're going to slow build her. Which I appreciate. Not just being like AEW and going, we got you. Now go out there even though you're not ready. No. They're going to make sure she's ready. Uh, stream is chugging again. I don't know why. I don't know why. Is it just second. laggy? Yeah. It buffered a little bit. But give me one second, guys. If you're watching live, I'm going to drop the quality of the stream a little bit. It may not look as good, but it might run smoother. So let's hope that helps. As they move forward, Jackie Redman interviewed Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. They said some stuff, and then Rhodes told Jay, say the word. Say the word. Say the word, and he looked around and he was like, yeet. So, there we go. This then led to a 12 and a half minute banger with Gunter and Bronson Reed. Who was this match? Great.
1: I almost said, I almost said, like, when you said said Gunther and Bronson Reed, I almost said big meaty man slapping meat, but but can I you th- really say Gunther is like a necessarily like a big guy like he used to be? Yes and no. I mean, kinda because he's tall. He's tall, but he's not necessarily like a like a big big guy. He lost a lot of weight, right? He, I feel like he's just more of like a just like a taller wrestler.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so went to the top. For tsunami and Gunther stopped him. Reed gave Gunther a back body drop excuse me, on the apron before knocking him over with a shoulder tackle. They exchanged some chops after a break and Reed blocked a chop and hit a headbutt and Gunther responded with a hard clothesline. Reed followed this up with a thrust kick and a power slam for a two. Gunther then chopped and clubbed away at Reed but grab, Reed grabbed him and hit him with a Death Valley driver for a two. Reed went for a senton but Gunther got his knees up and hit a running clothesline for a two. They battled. On the top, until Reed hit a huge superplex and got a near fall off of it. Also, before the superplex spot, they were chopping and smacking and punching each other in the chest and the head. Like I said earlier, there was one shot from Reed to the side of the head of Gunther that sounded like... Holy crap. So, they're battling. They hit the superplex. Reed then misses a tsunami off the top. Gunther goes for his front drop kick that he barely connects with. Close line, splash off the top, near fall, Reed kicks out. Crowd's going wild. Gunther didn't waste any time though, and planted Reed with a super smooth power bomb. Like he didn't have any problem getting Bronson up and pinned him to pick up the victory. Like he grabbed him, and like he kinda grabbed him in a weird way where I thought he was gonna go for a gotch style pile driver, and then he just like whoop, threw him up, threw him right back down, no problem. Pinned him and won. Man, was this awesome. Twelve and a half minutes of pure
1: greatness. What'd you think? Oh, yeah. All right, this, this was a really fun match. I, I honestly enjoyed it. Like, honestly, give me another match of this. Oh, give me five, ten more minutes. I wish it would've kept going. Give me more. I should've put this on like a premium live event where it would be like 20 minutes long. But... But
0: here's the thing with that. Like you have said in the past, fans have kind of not been super receptive to Reed. So maybe the thinking was do this on TV just in case the fans don't get behind it because they haven't really been getting super behind Bronson Reed. But they got behind both guys in this. I hope this match opened up everybody's eyes to Bronson Reed and showed, hey, this is what this guy can do all the freaking time.
1: Yeah, but I feel like maybe in the past week or two, Phantoms start started to get like slowly behind right. him. Like when he first returned, like people didn't even know who he was, which is very unfortunate. Yep. This man beat Okada. Beat Okada, even, and he was a former North American champion.
0: Mm hmm. Jackie Redman interviewed the Miz. Miz was offended that we're at the season, we're on the season premiere. He's not even in the first or second hour. Adam Pierce booked him for the third. He said that we're the, just, we're the season premiere and I should be opening the show. I'm the A-lister. You don't know, open it with a Sammy Zayn and then he makes fun of Sammy. Yeah, I lost Kevin. Yeah, I'm all by myself. He said that Zane, or he mocked Zane for missing Owens and also suggested that Nick Aldis take over for Pierce and run both shows. All of a sudden, Naya just pops up on screen takes the mic from Jackie, turns around, said, everybody's giving me their best shot, and I'm still standing and looking pretty. Well, I haven't given anybody my best shot yet. And when I do, they're going to stay down. And she's like, on Raw, I do the squashing. And then she slams the mic into Miz's chest. Miz is like, what was that? Anyways, and Jackie goes, sorry, Miss. Um, I'm getting word. We're out of time. And there we go. I'm like, okay, you could have cut that four minutes and gave me
2: more Gunther, Gunther, Bronson, Reed.
1: So, I mean, go for it. I don't, I don't want to say I like can sound like an a-hole or anything, but but you honestly could have just got rid of the Miz segment and just had Nia just do her thing. And then True. Thing had, add more time to Gunther and Bronson, Reed. Miz wasn't needed at all. At all. No, he wasn't. Which I know that sounds mean. No, it but. doesn't. For what the segment was, no.
0: Uh, Ripley confronted Pierce in the back in his office. She was pissed that people kept interrupting her matches. He's like, if you're really in charge, you do something about it. And she's like, I want a chance to take control of the division. But all I keep getting is chaos. And he's like, hey, you've had plenty of time to try and get control of your division. So you know what's going to happen? A crown jewel, you're going to defend the title in a fatal five-way. It's going to be you, Raquel Rodriguez, Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax. Ripley was pissed, but said she would eradicate all of them. Jinder Mahal showed up with Indu's share. He said he wanted to talk to Adam Pierce, and that was it. But what are your thoughts on the five-way? I think you already may have said it, though.
2: Yeah, yeah we already, talked about already that. Said it. Yeah,
0: yeah, we did. Okay.
2: I want your thoughts. On
0: Akira, Tozawa. What do you think of Tozawa in the back with the dumbbells just
1: doing his little workout? It's, it was very funny. I loved it. I will say it was hilarious. Yes.
0: Alpha Academy was training in the back. We had uh, um, Maxine and Otis doing Pilates. Chad was training to Zawa. then he took a chop from Otis. New Day showed up because the mere mention of tag titles was their signal. Xavier Woods swiveled his hips, so Otis did the same. Kofi then joined them until Gable told him to sush. Gable said we'd get out of Academy against the New Day for the first time next week. Tazawa then yelled something. I couldn't understand what he yelled. Do you know what he said? I don't know what he said. You thank I, I you. can't remember what, can't he, remember yelled what something. he said. It, it wasn't thank you. No, he yelled something. Woods said it was spicy. And then he went back to his little workout. And then Woods kind of like tried to do it with him. And Woods was trying so hard not to laugh. You could tell Woods was trying not to break. This is funny as hell. I loved it. And it set up a match for next week. That for some reason, they didn't tease later. When they did the rundown, there was no graphic for New Day versus Alpha Academy. Which is weird. Because, like, literally... Yeah. Well, I get it. If it's real, then we're supposed to think since they did the whole next week on the show right after this, there wasn't going to be time to make the graphic, I guess you can say. But as far as next week's Raw does go, Sam Zayn will be taking on Drew McIntyre. The NXT Women's Championship will be on the line when Becky Lynch defends against Indy Hartwell. The New Day will take on Alpha Academy. And Logan Paul will appear. Which I'm interested in this one. Why is Logan going to be on Raw if his program is with Ray on SmackDown for the US title? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know that either. Is he going to then also want to challenge Dom for the North American title? Also, I don't know. We'll see. Also, I said this earlier today in one of my videos about this. I think it'll be a full circle moment if. Um, Logan beats Ray for the title for his first championship win because his first match was against Ray.
2: I mean, I will say, like,
1: if Logan was going to win his first title in WWE, it should be, like, the United States belt. Yeah, yeah, A a mid-card belt. Right. But, I have no issue with him being United States champion. Me neither. But my biggest question is, how long is he going to hold the belt? And like... and like, Is he going to be on TV more since he's the champion? Yeah, we're going to need to see him more frequent. And then show Kobe. Or he, let's see that go for it. Or like, Let's say he wins that crown jewel and he loses it, let's say, Royal Rumble. That'd be fine. Or actually, Win- did you know, it would be cool, actually. Huh. I really want to see... Like, let's say Logan holds the belt till Mania and he defends it in, like, a ladder match so that way they can still have him look strong. I like that. I got, uh, I really want them to defend that belt, like, in a ladder match. I don't care who the champion is. Right. Give me a ladder match because we have so many, like, guys on SmackDown that can compete for the belt. Yep. Because we all know it's going to be Cody versus Roman. And you need to play yeah. for the rest of those guys. If nothing changes, yeah. Put KO in there. Put Santos in there. Awesome theory. Give, me Santos, give me Santos, Ray, Logan, Bobby Lashley, and AJ. Theory or Theory, Waller, one of theory, them.
0: Three, theory and Grayson Waller. So then they showed Kofi Kingston opening up his new library, computer lab in Ghana. This is really cool. So my son comes home and goes, hey, I got a um, school assignment. We have to talk about different countries in Africa. I got Ghana. And my first thought was, oh, well, you know what you need to put in your report, right? And he goes, what? Kofi Kingston's from Ghana, West Africa. He goes, oh, I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> they put it in the little notebook he has. He's like, oh, I'm putting that in there. I'm like, yeah, what the Kofi Kingston, former WWE champion, is from Ghana, West Africa.
1: Was it just, like, different people from the country, or well, it's no, just, no. like, anything? He, he just has to talk about things From
0: that country. So he could say one thing from that country is. Former WWE champion. Kofi Kingston. Just things of note and significance. I think Kofi being from Ghana. Is a significant thing. Because especially what what he did. Here opening the library and computer lab. So. I don't know. His mom then said oh Ghana. You mean Ghana Rio? So. we We had a different wavelengths. On that one. I thought Kofi Kingston. She thought Ghana Rhea. Uh, Imperium applauded Gunther on his win. Gunther congratulated Kaiser on beating Gargano, but wasn't impressed with Vinci. Vinci tried to offend him, defend himself by saying that he'd help Kaiser win. Gunther said that he saw Gargano walking around backstage. He looked at Kaiser and said Vinci had a match with Gargano next week and expected to see him stretchered out the, out the building. And the responsibility was, well, Kaiser's. Kaiser looked at Vincey calmly and said, oh yeah, no pressure. This then led to main event. Finn Balor and Damian Priest challenging Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Give me like one minute. Talk about this match. I'm about to pee myself, so take over for like one minute while I go pee. Wait,
2: which match is it? All right, we're just going to sit here and wait for Tim.
0: I'm back. Woo. All right. All right. Good. Because I had no notes for this match at all. <laughs> all right. So 14-minute match for the tag titles. Ends in a screw job finish, but not in like a bad screw job finish like I was complaining about earlier. I'll say that. Not in a bad way like I was complaining about earlier, because this actually made sense and is going to build up this stuff going forward. But Jay got in some early trouble. Rhodes tags himself in and handed out a power slam to the bo- both opponents. Before hitting Priest with a disaster kick for a two, Dom ran out, but Rhodes chased him off the apron. Bauer then tried to attack, but Jay super kicked him. Rhodes hit Priest with the crossroads, but the match was about three minutes in. So, you know what happens? This wasn't the finish. In fact, Dom placed Priest's leg on the ropes. Ref didn't see Dom do it, but he saw the foot up there and was like, oh, rope break. Rhodes then knew what had happened because he isn't stupid, stupid as the referee. He chased after Dom, but Balor dropped him with a clothesline. Rhodes and Priest then traded blows after a commercial break. Priest took too much time, so Rhodes dropped him with a pedigree. Um, They then each tagged out. Jay and Balor were in, and Jay hit Balor with a Simone drop. and Zaguri in a flying crossbody for a two. Balor then raked Jay's eyes and dropped him with a headlock elbow drop. Jay responded with a super kick. (laughs) Jay and Rhodes then hit Balor with a... I don't know what they're calling the, their, their the code D one D, whatever
1: I'd I think it's maybe like the code D. I just, yeah, the code D code D anyways, which it's a It's clever,
0: but well, no, I don't know. Cause Michael Cole keeps saying the code D one D Michael Cole is not there. And I, so I don't, I don't know. Anyways, they hit him with the cutter finish. Fowler actually kicked out though. Rhodes then went for a dive but Priest caught him and chokeslammed him onto the apron. Jay then went to the top, and Dom tried to stop him. Priest distracted the referee, but then Jay shoved him aside. The delay allowed Ballard to get his knees up and allow a roll-up for a two. Zayn ran out to beat up Dom, but Priest posted Zayn. Rhodes then chucked Priest into the crowd and called for a tag, but Ballard knocked him off the apron. Priest then gave Rhodes a low blow outside the ring. Priest then gave Rhodes a razor's edge, through the announce table, he literally wasn't even, like, close. He literally had Cody up here and threw him. Threw him. Didn't, like, slam him. Threw him. Cody went crashing through the announce table. Things start hitting the fan. Um, at this point, Jay wipes out Priest with a suicide dive. Jay then checked on Rhodes before hitting the ring, where a Balor hit him with a sling blade and a drop kick. Jay avoided a coup de gras and hit a spear. Jay went for a splash, but Peace Priest hit the ring and Jay speared Priest. Jay went towards the corner again for a splash, but Jimmy Uso would suddenly appear and super kick Jay. Ref didn't see it. Fowler then hit Jay with a coup de grace and pinned him to become the new WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions. All four members of Judgment Day stand tall in the aisle away, holding up their belts as fireworks go off and the show goes off the air. So there we go. Great main event match. I thought it was really, really good, even with the distraction finish and whatnot from um, what's it called, Jimmy
2: Uso. Oh, I I absolutely agree.
1: I kind I really like the ending, so that way it can like, like get people to watch like either SmackDown or Raw to like, to like figure out why Jimmy did what he did. Right. I really like those like episodes of Raw and SmackDown. Do you? Oh, like, yeah. Where they give out a very like questionable end. So
0: with that, you guys know what we thought of the show. Now it's time to see what you guys thought. I did forget to do the YouTube community poll, which is weird because that's the one I never forget. But we do have the other polls. Let's go refresh the X poll, the Twitter poll, whatever you want to call it. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 58% liked the show. thought it was just all right. And 12% didn't like it. Looking at the YouTube live poll, 74% liked the show. 21% thought it was just all right. And 5% didn't like it. As far as the Twitch poll does go, everybody that voted liked the show. There we go. Very cool. That was a good episode of Raw. Kind of had its ups and downs with some of the finishes and some of the matches and stuff. Like really good matches and then not good matches. And whatnot. So, eh, I'd say it was a good show overall, though. Any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, it, it was good, but like, but like inconsistent matches, like right. some good, some bad matches. So,
0: with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much
1: more. Luke, tell me where they can find you. You can find me over at TwitterX at PetKey underscore 21. And you can also find me over at Twitch at the Luke PetKey. So with
0: that, guys, I'll be back on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Have a great rest of your night. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.